Welcome in to episode number four of the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. I'm Chad Noonan, very excited about this episode. Last week, I was invited to a press junket uh, for Amazon Prime for their new show, Last One Laughing Canada. This show is absolutely hilarious. I've already seen it. It comes out February 18th on Amazon Prime. And what it is, is a cast of comedians, 10 comedians, in fact, Canadian comedians, in fact, that are put into a room, and it's real simple. The last one to laugh wins $100,000 for their charity. Now listen to this cast. Tom Green, John Lajoie, Dave Foley, Caroline Ray, Colin Mockery, Andrew Fung, Mae Martin, K. Trevor Wilson, Deborah D. Giovanni, and Brandon Ash Mohammed. All those comedians, newcomers, legends, all-stars, put them in a room, last one to laugh, $100,000. I love this concept. Oh yeah, and it stars Jay Baruchel. Jay kind of plays the judge, jury, executioner of the whole thing. He decides what's a laugh and what's not. Last One Laughing started in Japan. They've done it in Australia, all over the world. But now it's in Canada, which is its rightful home. Canada is the funniest country in the world. We produce the most comedians per capita. And what better way to show off Canadian comedy than this show? I loved it. I hope you watch it when it comes out February 18th. And it fits really nicely in with the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame. The Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame is all about promoting Canadian comedy and honoring Canadian comedians. And don't forget, you have until next week, February 15th, to become a lifetime founding member of the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame for only $25. We're going to release that list of nominees in just a few short weeks, and you're definitely going to want to make sure you get in on this $25 promotion so you can vote on who gets into the hall this year. It's all very exciting, and I was very excited to talk Canadian comedy with my two guests today. Two interviews for you today coming out of the last one laughing press junket. Uh, in just a bit, I'm going to speak to Deborah Giovanni. Deborah was so funny, but first... It's Brandon Ash Muhammad. Brandon is a hilarious comedian currently residing in Toronto. He's been on This Hour Has 22 Minutes and The Debaters. He's a writer for Drag Race Canada. Uh, I had a great chat with him. We talked about our beards, his Canadian comedy influences, and all the great stuff he does for not only the, the comedy community, but the community at large with his ethnic rainbow shows that come back next week at the Comedy Bar, February 18th in Toronto. If you're in Toronto, definitely a must watch. You have to go out and see the Ethnic Rainbow Show as they're celebrating their fourth year of doing that show. So here it is, my interview with the hilarious Brandon Ash Mohammed. I've seen it, the screeners, I've watched it. You saw it, it. you I, saw it, okay. I saw it, yeah, no, it's uh, it's hilarious. It, I, yeah. it is like the perfect show that I'm into. Did you know going into the room who else was gonna be there? Did you have no, any idea? No, we had no idea, we had oh, no idea. That. I was trying to like crack the code, I was trying to figure it out. I When I was like having meetings, I would be like, I would like drop names and be like, oh, is, um, I'm trying to think of a name. Is is Colin Mockery gonna be there? And I would see if they would like react. Yes, yeah. but yeah, no one, no, but nobody would break. Nobody would tell me. So I didn't know I was gagged. <laughs> that's that's exciting, right? Going in, and then you must have been a little shocked at some of the, the people coming in the room, right? The different comedians. Did you were you one of the first people to enter the the la last? I one think I lounge? was. I was, um, I think I was like, okay, who do I remember entering? Um, I remember when I was there, Andrew was there. I think Deborah was there. And I think John Lejoie was there. 
okay. on KTREV. So I think I was like fifth to enter. Okay. Yeah. If there's something. So yeah, yeah. When I saw everyone, I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, okay, what's happening? Like, okay. And then I remember I lost my mind when I saw like um Miss Caroline enter. And then when Tom <laughs> when Tom Green answered, I was just like, I was like, is that Keanu Reeves? Like I didn't recognize him. With the long, he's got the yeah, long hair. I was like, it's Keanu going. Reeves. It's Keanu yeah. Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keanu doesn't really fit this, but yeah. yeah we'll, you'll yeah, take I was it. like, who uh, knows? It could have been anybody. Caroline, uh, I don't want to give too much away about the show. Yeah. Uh, but you guys had this moment early on in, in the season where you're in front of a mirror, I think, and she's telling you about the Sabrina puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying you did or didn't break at that point because, again, don't want to give anything away, but yeah. that was like one of the funniest moments and you you're stone cold like i was like thing. trying to run for my life yeah because caroline is like so such a like funny like whimsical ridiculous person and mm-hmm. there was like so many things that you didn't even see yeah <laughs> like um i mean i don't know how much i mean I'll, I'll mention one i don't know if this is in the show but um essentially what happened was is was during that or like right before that caroline said something and i had to like step away from the table and then carolyn started chasing me and <laughs> then like <laughs> and then like <laughs> slipped kind of slipped on something and then like fell and then like giggled a bit and was like I don't yeah. know if anybody caught it, but I was yeah. just like, I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, like this is gonna break me. I can't be around her. She's she's hilarious. And then she comes in with the uh the outfit she was wearing, and yeah. nobody, nobody mentioned nobody. I, I mean, I watching the show, I just assumed, oh, that's how that's how she's dressing. Right? That's how I thought too. I was just like, she lives in LA. So I I know that there's a certain lifestyle and a certain yeah. look that everyone likes to have. And I was like, okay. I was like, I didn't, I didn't know this. But I'm like, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm like, you're giving me young Britney Spears. I thought she looked great. I thought she looked great too. And then I remember when I was like asking her about it and I was like, oh, it's like, like a, like a crop top, whatever. And she was just like, oh, and she's like, I'm wearing pantyhose. I'm wearing pantyhose. Look at my C-section scar or something like that. <laughs> I, w- I want to, I'll get back to the show, but I want, I want to talk a little about you and, and kind of like where you came from comedy wise. And, and a little bit about your joke writing, too, because I, I love your joke writing. Obviously, preparing for this, I've watched a ton of your stand-up over the past week. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it's 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 great. So you started in 2010. What were your, what were your comedy kind of influences growing up? Okay, so my comedy influences growing up were, like, that of every gay man. Um, man. Um, like, Margaret Cho, Kathy Griffin. Um, I really also liked, um, Sarah Silverman was my favorite comedian when I okay. like, was a teenager. I also really loved, like, Bernie Mac and Monique and, like, that kind of, like, deaf comedy jam thing. And those were, like, the people I really looked up to. And um, 2010, I mean, you know, like, I went to Humber, right? I, yes. I yeah, so yeah. I went to Humber. And part of the reason that I went to Humber was because Deborah DiGiovanni went to Humber. Oh, wow. And yeah. then, so it was crazy to also be on the show with her at that point. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was in the first class, I think. She was first... in the first, she was in the inaugural, inaugural, I don't know, inaugural year. Yeah. 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 The opening year. The OG. <laughs> that program's come a long way, too. So many yeah. people have come out of it. Uh-huh. It's, it, it's Nathan awesome. Fielder. Yeah. Oh, Nathan, Nathan's great. I didn't know. I was watching something the other day that Nathan Fielder went to high school with Seth Rogen. They were in the same high school. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Point Grey High School, public high school Damn. in Vancouver. 
has Nathan, Seth, and Jesse. Oh my God, her last name's Jesse from from MTV. Redhead Jesse Cruikshank. Oh, I know you're saying yeah, Goosey. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna be like all, Eisenberg. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same class, same grade. That's same so high crazy. School. It's Isn't so crazy wild? how all of that works. That's like how like Zach Braff went to high school with Lauren Hill. You're just like, what? How did that happen? It, but okay. It's it's always it, that's Canada for you though, yeah. right? Like I've been doing a lot of these interviews with um, you know people that have been in the states for years. I had Rob Cohen on the other day. Rob uh-huh. produced The Big Bang Theory and. He worked on The Simpsons and all these shows. Yeah. And when I released the podcast with his interview, the first comment that came through was, I went to high school with that guy. That is just <laughs> the Canadian thing to say. Yeah. Um, I went to high school. Yeah. 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 It's uh, that's Canada for you. Growing up, were you watching? Were you like a, a funny kid? Were you like watching TV shows, Canadian TV shows, maybe um, comedies, any of those that influenced you? I really, like, I remember when I was growing up, there was a show produced by Trey Anthony. Trey Anthony is a very, like, world-renowned, like, playwright and um, mm-hmm. playwright, um, screenwriter. I know that she used to do stand-up, but she had a show called The Kink in My Hair. Okay, yeah. And I remember I used to watch that show. That was my favorite show. And that was, like, a Canadian show. And uh, it was that. I remember seeing that on television. And I was like, oh, my God, there's, like, a Caribbean family that is in Eglinton West. It was like, this is my life. And I was like, okay, maybe I could do comedy. Maybe I could do this one day. Yeah. That's awesome. There's a, it's so great to see all the diversity come through yeah. now with uh-huh. TV show, even Andrew Fong, who was on your show, his new show uh, yeah. run the burbs. Right. Yeah. Um, which is great. And, and you, you have a lot of that kind of what you do outside of comedy or kind of in comedy too, with, with the ethnic rainbow. rainbow yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how, how did that got started? Maybe tell people a little bit about your kind of mandate with that and, and, and what, what it's all about. Yeah. So basically it was just like when I started comedy 10 years ago, I did not know going into it that there would be, there wouldn't be a lot of people like me. I just kind of mm-hmm. assumed like, oh yeah, there's, everyone is in comedy, but yeah, there's not a lot of like gay black men in comedy. There's not a lot of like, well, I guess there's a lot of gay men in comedy now, but um. Back then, I realized that there was no, like, queer comedians of color at all. It was me and this other comedian, Martha Chavez. And Martha Chavez was, like, had been around for, like, 20-something years prior to me. And she didn't even have anybody in this country. So for years, I was like, I really want to do this show where I can, like, have, like, all queer comedians of color and, like, kind of, like, showcase that. And um, it couldn't happen because there was none of us. And then I would say maybe... Four years ago, there was kind of like this queer comedy boom in Toronto, and a lot of different acts started arising. And um, I finally had enough people to do this show. So I asked my friends, Jess Bouillou, Jess Bouillou and Natalie Norman, who run this um, very famous weekly show in Toronto called The Crimson Wave, if I could have their show for Black History Month. And then mm. we created, I created the Ethnic Rainbow. And yeah, it, it got all of this buzz and it was like covered by like the Globe and Mail and CBC. And it just been like, now we're celebrating our fourth anniversary this year. That's awesome. So yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. And you're coming back, I think next week is like February 18th, coming out of Zoom, like the Ethnic Rainbow returns, right? We're, we're, we, we're, we're celebrating, yeah, we're coming out of Zoom. We, we did a show Zoom last era. year with, with the Theater Center, right. um, which we counted as our third anniversary because we 
that was technically our third anniversary. We can celebrate it. But now technically it's our fourth anniversary. So we're celebrating our fourth anniversary. What is it? February 18th at 7 p.m. at Comedy Bar. Get your tickets. Speaking of Black History Month, you did a piece last year for This Hour Has 22 Minutes. Yes. It was called Winter Wokeness. Winter Wokeness. Winter Wokeness. wokeness. um, are, are we going to get a winter wokeness follow up this? Because you're you're back on this hour. I'm I, yeah. I'm the I'm the um. What is it? The field correspondent now. So I've done okay. like a bunch of pieces for them. Right. And yeah. I'm um. I'm supposed to. Right now they're going on hiatus. We're on hiatus because of the Olympics. Okay. But we're we're working on something. We're going to give you something special. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but it's going to be there. Kyle Lowry is out, of course. Lowry, yeah. Kyle Lowry, I'm like, is it big we, booty way. Yeah, we need Kyle Lowry, big booty Boulevard. Yeah, I think so. He brought a championship. He's just Shante Crescent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that I, I love that. You did some Zoom shows, I think, some stand-up Zoom shows. Are you excited just to put the Zoom era behind I'm done you? With or... Zoom. At the yeah. beginning of it, I was like, I like it. I'm just doing stand-up from my room. This is so nice. Because mm-hmm. I hated leaving my house. Like at the beginning of it, I was completely fine with it. And then I remember there was this one show I did. And um, I thought like nobody had their sound on. And I was like performing for like half an hour. And then like maybe like 15 minutes in, I hear somebody coughing. And I realized that they did have sound on. I was just bombing. And yeah. I was just like, we need to end this. We need to end the Zoom era. You can't, you're not getting the feedback the same, right? Like, it's uh, not like sometimes it would work, but the way that Zoom works, it's not like structured for stand up. So then it would like, you'd be performing and then somebody would laugh and then it would cut to them. So then you're just like, what? How, uh, how do we yeah. do this? Yeah. And everybody would have their own view set up differently. So some people would yeah. have speaker view, some would have who's ever, you know, gallery view. So they're staring at everyone. People yeah, are always not... just having conversations. Yeah. Doing all kinds of Chris farting, all kinds of craziness <laughs> that happens during Zoom shows. Just sidebar stuff. Yeah. You've written, I'm I'm a radio guy. Um, yeah. So that's what, what yeah. world I come from. And and you've written obviously for TV, Tall Boys, you know, great, great show on, uh-huh. on CBC Gem. Um, but you've also done a little writing. I know you were on the show Because News. Yeah, I was on um, Because News. I'm the head writer of Canada's Drag Race. Okay. Um, so yeah, yeah, I want to know. I want to know what. Uh, what's it like writing for radio as opposed to TV? You know, a visual medium versus an audio medium. Well, I guess with that, it is a whole different thing because writing for Because News is his own thing. It's like its own different thing. So it's just like you have to do kind of like a thing of a lot of research, and then you have to pitch these ideas, and then. Um, yeah, you basically have to like pitch ideas for Gavin. They all have, and you have to figure out like, how do I do this in radio? Like, I remember when they would, we would do song parodies. We were like, how do we convey to the people that he's doing this specific character? So you kind of have to go in, like go into it and be like, okay, what is Gavin's Rolodex? Gavin Mm -hmm. does a Willie Nelson impression. Okay, so then we're going to do a Willie Nelson song. That can be easily conveyed. Right. on radio because of the voice but yeah. if it was something else if it was if we we're doing like an ariana grande impression like or something like that i don't know if gavin can do an ariana grande impression i'm but sure he, honest, he probably he's could he probably yeah, he's could. talented yeah but yeah it's like thinking about like what is in that kind of rolodex and how is that going to be how can that be like heard as opposed to seen and stand-up must be your your jam because again it's you don't get that instant feedback with with the because news right where you 
like I, I would think that instant feedback would be the main. Well, the thing is, like when I started doing because news, I started doing it in the pandemic, and I heard that before the um, show was kind of like it had like a live audience. Yeah. So yeah. there would be like that thing. So, but when I started doing it, it was none of that. So what I would try to do is I would try to make other people break. Yeah. And that yeah. is how you knew like you're you were doing well. It was like okay, I got Gavin to laugh. Okay. That's right. Yeah, that's that's how that's how you yeah. knew what uh-huh. I was doing. Um, so getting back to last one, la- laughing. By the way, it's coming out on on uh, Amazon Prime Video, um, February eighteenth. February eighteenth. Prime that's Video. I've yeah. I've seen it. It's great. If you like yeah. comedy, if you like Canada, um, even it has that reality show aspect. It kind of has a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, you know what else I really liked about the show um, when they put it is they didn't censor it. It was. Every F bomb was in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I it needed that. Cause yeah, I, yeah. I was honestly worried about that going in with the with the show. You know, sometimes they censor a show like that, but that one mm-hmm. they didn't. And I think uh, I think Amazon probably uncut. nailed it. Yeah. Uncut. That's what you want. That's how we do it, Amazon. Yeah. We like it uncut. Yeah, exactly. So going into what t- what type of comedian do you think has the advantage in a show like that? A stand-up, a sketch comic, you know, Colin Mockery's in there. Like a, Well, I'm like, he's like an him. improviser. So I think yeah. improvisers and sketch comics have a better advantage because right. they're better at creating these kind of like performance pieces and little like intricate bits. Now I come from stand-up and then I, I mainly come from stand-up. I have done improv and stand-up, but um, yeah, I was just like, I was just like, um, when I saw Colin walk through the door, I was like, oh, this is going to be really hard. This is going to be really hard. But also like Tom Green, like Tom Green is like a stand-up, but also did kind of like experimental stuff. Like he was, I knew that he was going to be really good at it. Yeah. I mean, Tom Green is one of my like favorites from, from growing yeah. up. Tom Green has this like repetitive style of comedy. Like I heard yeah. Tracy Morgan say once that he walked into a room and said, you know, I'm Prince's first cousin the yeah. artist prince not an overly funny thing to say yeah um but he said he said it enough over the course of 24 hours on a set with these people yeah. that it was became hilarious by the end yeah. right like, and that's kind of what tom cousin, yeah. yeah 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 it just he just kept on going with it and then would make up all these stories about being prince's first cousin none of them true <laughs> so- um and that was his goal for a thing like it's just it's and that's kind of what tom does right yeah. in a sense like tom will say something it's not, oh, but he is so committed. Yeah, yeah. That is like a thing. I remember I was listening to this interview with um, Lisa Kudrow and she was talking about going to the Groundlings and um, the first time she saw Conan O'Brien like mime something. And then that was when she realized she was like, oh, like this is so funny and this is so great. And he's not even doing anything special. He's just like committing to lifting up a, 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 a weight. Yeah, And just because he fully committed to it, it's so funny. Um, commitment is so important. Like one of the funniest things I've ever seen was, um, I don't know if you guys know who Chris Wilson is. Chris Wilson's on This Hour Has 22 Minutes, Second City Alumni. Mm-hmm. He um, decided to redo the, um, what is it? The snowman scene from Jack Frost, where he was just okay. like building a snowman, but yeah. he was just like miming everything and he was committed so hard and it was just so funny. Yeah. Commitment. I, commitment is um, huge. Yeah, commitment. Um, Conan did the thing at the, I think it was the Emmys or the Oscars this yeah. year, 
where he just when the guy comes out like the president of the hollywood foreign press or whatever comes out and he just stood and just saluted the guy for his entire speech like just <laughs> nothing else just like full military salute and it's that commitment again right yeah. um it's it's so funny yeah and tom green i mean we come back to that he does this a lot in last one laughing yeah um he does a lot of just i'm gonna commit to a bit a um, lot of it i was just like okay Okay, yeah, could be with this. You do yeah. it. Yeah. What was that? Um, what was that inner anxiety like in the show? Because like I'm watching the show and I feel that inside me. You know, I put on episode. I'm going to say, how long can I go without laughing? And I was a minute in, but you must have felt that inner. I don't know, like nervousness the whole time. I could see it on people's faces. It's just like you. We went into it not really knowing like what mm-hmm. was gonna happen or what was it gonna be like. Like for me, I had just finished Drag Race. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go into this like it's Drag Race. I'm gonna yeah. go in like, yeah. like whatever. Like that's what reality I, I show like, mindset. Yeah, reality yeah. show mindset. I was just like, I'm gonna come in with an entrance line. Blah 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 blah. But it's just like you don't know what to expect, and your the whole thing is you have to make people laugh. And then you're there performing and you're performing for some people who are like maybe your comedy idols or people you've really looked up to. And then they're just stone faced the entire time. And you're just like, oh, like I've humiliated myself on national television. Like, yeah, that's it. I mean, they probably would want to laugh at that, especially when you have like legends like Dave Foley and Tom Green and Caroline Ray, just Mm -hmm. like. You know, that must be a little bit of a hit to the Uh to the ego, even though that's part of the show and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really what, what it was like. It's just like, how do I even like do this bit? Like, what is going to happen? Like, uh, I don't know what to do. Like, that's what it was. Yeah. The unexpected. If you could cast season two of uh-huh. Last One Laughing Canada, and you had to pick, you know, three or four of your top Canadian comics um, that weren't on this season, obviously, who 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 would you throw on there? Um, Sabrina Jalees. Okay. I think would be on it. Sabrina Jalees, I'm trying to think who else. Um, Aurora Brown, um, Chris Siddiqui, and- um, Chris Siddiqui's great. Chris Siddiqui, and I'm trying to think of another one. I'm trying to think of another one. Hodo Hersey. Okay. That would be like a crazy, a crazy combination. And maybe me again. Go, go back, go back. Me again. Yeah. I'm down for all starts. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, an all stars yeah. version. That would be good. Yeah. yeah. Maybe like season five, bring like, like laugh, you know, laugh out that. loud international all stars. I'm just like, uh, yeah. Cause the yeah. show was, the show started, I believe, in India, um, yeah. in Japan. Um, and it was it, Japan. There's an Austra- yeah. Austra- Australian version. Yeah. Um, Rebel. Versions all yeah. over the world. So Spain, um, Mexico. Yeah. Italy. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is awesome. I might go back. I like th- this show so much. I might go back and see if I can find something. You can find versions. it. It's on yeah. Amazon. I had to watch. I was watching it. We were all watching it before. Uh, before you went on, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that makes that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. What uh, I do want to talk a little bit about your your album Capricornication. 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 Um, so oh, so with. When you when you brought this album out, you you donated proceeds to the um, organization Two Spirits, which I think is like super yeah. admirable, especially as like you're jumping into your career, hitting your stride, but still thinking back and thinking of others. Um, where does that like kind of sense of service come from for you? Well, I don't think it's like a 
a service per se. It's just kind of like, hey, I have these opportunities. I know what it was like to come up like me and be in my position. So it's just like, if I have these opportunities, I'm obviously going to use them to kind of give, like do whatever I can for like my communities and the, the people that I represent. Right, and what, what organization were you playing for on uh, on last one? Um, okay, so I played for True North Aid and I specifically like looked for a specific charity like this because I wanted to do something that had to do with finding like um, indigenous people like clean water and doing all of that work that the government needs to do. Mm -hmm. um, so I specifically cho chose that because they were an organization that was doing that. And it was also the time where they were, where like a lot of like things were happening with the indigenous communities in Canada, like the um, residential schools, um, survivors coming forward and all of that stuff. So I was like, I really want to like use this opportunity to try and give something to that community. What's next for you? What's kind of where where do you where do you want to go from here? Like I feel like this is the show. Last one laughing Canada was maybe like a big step for you being in the room with all these comedians. Uh -huh. um, what what do you what do you see as next? What do I see as next? Um, well, I mean, I'm I'm still doing stuff on I'm still doing stuff on 22 minutes, and I think yep. what's next for me is I'm probably going to start developing my own show and figuring mm -hmm. what what that is. And yeah, I'm probably gonna move to New York this yeah. year. So that's pr yeah. pretty much what's next. It's kind of like putting the next steps to move forward and kind of like ride this wave of, wave of success that I've right. been yeah. having. You have the the New York aspirations. Like, yeah. I mean- Well, it's like, I'll have a lot of friends there. Like right now in the Toronto comedy scene, everyone is moving. So all the people that I come up with, and this happens every like 10 years where it's just like a mass exodus of people. Mm -hmm. And so like my generation is kind of being like, we're out of here. So it's just like, yeah, well, I, I'm going to dip too. And like, and, I, and I, yeah, I'm sorry. The comedy, the comedy scene is strong, right? So, yeah. you know, Toronto will be fine with all the up and coming, especially like, yeah. you know, you have programs like Humber in, in Toronto. Yeah, there's always places like, like that. Feeding. There's always new talent coming in. So that's really exciting. So last one laughing. Uh, Canada Prime Video, February 18th. I highly recommend this show. And like I said, if you're a reality TV fan, if you're a comedy fan, if you love seeing up and coming comedians, you know, your favorite mm -hmm. legends, the show like really has it all. Um, it has it all. Yeah. It's, it's your it's, legends, your ingenues. I'm the ingenue. The ingenue. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. 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 No, it's great. And and some big surprises too in it. Some some, some big guests, surprises. Some guests. Some you see things some you things. Didn't expect. Yeah. You see um, some things. And the set is amazing. The set just seems super fun to hang out on. Like I it had was a very little crazy. Bit, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. There was all kinds of yeah. hidden, hidden things. things. On it. Yeah. 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 Even even the the washroom was funny. You know where people went to that back changing room was like a funny area there's just stuff everywhere yeah, yeah. So, um, our, our lockers with our secrets in them your secrets did you have to bring those items like did you did you plan your your bits and stuff out before you went on the i mean show? yeah we we like had some i i mean i don't know how much of this i'm allowed to say but i mean i guess like yeah we had some ideas of things that we could do and we would like like okay can you give us this can you give us this can you give us that and then we would like work with that yeah in the room to do our bits yeah yeah awesome that's great thanks so much brandon for for joining me on the yeah. uh, on the show i i really i really appreciate it
and and look Thank out for you. last one laughing yes, canada that is the name thank you um, you got a great beard and you've got great mugs Thank you. I, I actually started yeah. growing I, yeah. these, my mugs. Yes. I, uh, I started growing the beard right when like mask mandates came in. So it's kind of like the worst time. Isn't it annoying? It's like, oh, that's why so I don't, I used to have a big beard too. And then I was yeah. like, with masks, it's just like, ugh. I don't like my it. beard. Like I got the cream, the comb, everything to try to keep it. The comb, keep it in, the cream. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. like beard creams and combs to try that's to keep it all. Your, your, your beard, your bare your beard care regime was so hard to say. My beard care, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. it's a cream. I think it's a L'Oreal cream I got yeah. at Shoppers. And then like this wooden comb that just goes through. It's like birch yeah. bark or something. Um, yeah, it's great. Birch yeah. bark, okay. I think, I think so. I, I think gotta get a birch like bark comb. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll send you, to, I'll send You're you my beard me regime up, on Instagram. Yeah. I'll Instagram you. Yeah, Instagram, yeah, Instagram me. Yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So nice meeting you. It's such an awesome time talking to Brandon. And yes, I will get the beard cream and comb to him. Um, we're friends on Instagram now, so I will, I will make sure he has that. I'll make sure it is sent to him. Again, this is the uh, last one laughing episode, I guess you would call it, of the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. Um, the show was hilarious. I'm going to say that a thousand times, apparently, but I really thought it was funny. I'm not just saying that. I really thought it was a great show. And I have a great interview here. Deborah D. G. Avani. Deborah D. G. Avani first came into my life uh, watching Video on Trial on Much Music. And it's a really cool story how she got that show. She shares it with us uh, in this interview and her comedy influences and how she got started. She was at the first class at Humber College. She is currently on the Snowed In Tour with the likes of Dan Quinn and and a bunch of other really funny comedians. Uh, and they have shows coming up right across this great country. Currently, they're doing the West Coast Swing, uh, and they'll be in Swift Current next week in Medicine Hat and Vernon, B.C., before they make their way to Ontario, where they have shows in Richmond Hill, Peterborough, Ottawa, Cornwall, Toronto. And then they go East Coast for April. They'll be Sydney, Nova Scotia, Charlottetown, PEI, right across this great country, which is what the show is all about, comedy across this great country. I just had the best time talking to Deborah about Canadian comedy. I hope you enjoy my interview with Deborah DiGiovanni. Yeah, no, it, it's exciting. You've actually kind of done some things around the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame. I don't even know that, but uh, the Canadian Comedy Awards were <laughs> were the brainchild yeah. of, of Tim Progosh, and, and Tim has created the Hall of Fame yeah. as well. And you won. You've won a, oh, a bunch fantastic. of times. Um, a bunch of awards. I have. Um, <laughs> I have. Do you? I do. I have. I've won. I won three. Three female best female comic and the newcomer one. So I have four in total as a business. You do. Yeah, you won the newcomer in two thousand two, yeah. and then three best female. Oh. So my my question is, where do yes. you keep? Where do you keep your Canadian comedy awards? Do you know? <laughs> they are actually stored at my brother's house because okay. it was one of those things when I made the move from Toronto to Los Angeles, it was like, okay, I couldn't bring everything with me. So it's like, I've got photos of everything and everything else is at my brother's house in the closet. <laughs> so until I'm, until I'm stable in Canada again, they'll, that's where they'll do, stay, unfortunately. <laughs> do you know what, do you remember what they call the Canadian Comedy Award? It's actually a funny name. Uh, this uh, is a pop, the, pop oh quiz. Gosh. I want to say, it's, oh gosh, is it the beaver? No. It is the beaver. You're right, think, the beaver. I, I think it was... Yeah, the beaver. I do it. Yes, yes, yes. The beaver. I know yeah. some of the actual awards had a beaver on them. 
So they do, yeah. I got it. But yay! Yeah, yeah. I love a popcorn. Yeah, there you go. So you have four beavers in in that sense, which is which is awesome. And you yes, actually hosted. I do. You actually hosted the awards oh in uh, in two thousand six. Were we in London, Ontario that year? I think so. I think it was I London. I can't remember, yeah. but I do. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's been that's been fun. They've been good to me. So it's always yeah. nice to be a part of it. I know we had we've taken a couple years hiatus, but hopefully we'll be. Uh, no, you know what? That's not true. Didn't we turn it into the? Has it been? Um, has it been mashed into the television awards as well? Isn't it just the Canadian Screen Awards now? Who knows? So yeah, so apparently it's supposed to return. Hopefully this this summer. I mean, COVID has just oh. you know, but hopefully oh. the Canadian Comedy Let's, Awards I know, I was return say, as their own thing. We've been on pause for two years. Yeah, so that would be really that would be really nice. The whole world's been on pause for a couple of years. So hopefully, twenty twenty two is the year that everything comes back. <laughs> Exactly. And celebrating com- Canadian comedy is something mm-hmm. we need to do more. Right. And and this show does that. a yes. lot. Um, oh. th- that's I why know. I love uh, last so one nice. laughing. Yeah, no, it was, it, it was great. Mm-hmm. I I've seen it. I've seen the, the first few episodes of the show. Good. I loved it. It was, it was my perfect TV show. Good. It was, it, it was Good. Fu- funny. Um, it was real. You know what I mean? And it was Canadiana, yeah. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. which we all love. So mm-hmm. it must've been a blast. Yeah, and I think it's it was so fun. It was so fun, and it was first of all, you know, this is the the very pageant answer that I have to give you. But it's true though. It's just being asked to be a part of it is huge. Do you know what I mean? Like that's just yeah. huge because then you see everyone else that's a part of it. You're like, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, so it, it's just it's such an honor, you know. So that I mean, that's you know, that's my my pageant answer but it's 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 true i'm being completely sincere and then on top of that it was so fun and it was just it it was the kind of you know yeah reality show but the kind of reality show that even though we're competing against each other it was joyful do you know what i mean so it was like because normally reality shows it's very you know cutthroat and blah 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 but this wasn't you know this was just fun it was just fun and i mean obviously the concept of the show if anyone you know um listened to this they haven't seen it yet it's just all we're trying to do is make each other laugh i mean uh, you know there's no there's no underhanded evil aspect to anything it's just trying to make each other laugh and i like it because it it wasn't even feels like yeah i was just gonna say it wasn't mean-spirited you know it wasn't like a mean-spirited reality show or yeah yes that's exactly it. Cause I never want to do that. And, you know, I never want to take part in that kind of stuff. And that's what was so lovely. It was just joyful. It was fun and silly and, you know, and that was it. You know, it wasn't perfect. And that's, that also makes it fun too, because you think, you know what you're going to do. And then it starts and you're like, what am I doing? It's just, it's just you know what I mean? It's just all sort of everything flies out the window the minute it starts and, it was just fun. It was just, it was just fun. And, you know, it was, we shot it all uh, in a day, you know, six hours. And you think to yourself, that's going to six hours. And it flew by. Oh, I flew bet. by. As, as yeah. it does. As it does, you know. It's like that creative chaos, right? It was a little bit, yes. you could tell on the show, but totally. it was, uh, it, it came through beautifully, yeah. I thought. How was it pitched to you? Good, 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 good. Yeah, great. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I had heard of it. Like the the, uh, the Australian version, you know, it's sort of the, the I think it was the first one. Well, I think it was Japan first, and then Australia, but that one was quite popular. So um, I'd already kind of you know knew of the show, and then when they pitched it to me, it was like you know my my people were like, oh, it's a competition. And I was like, no, because I don't want to do any more competition. And yeah. then they gave me 
the lowdown of what was actually happening. And I then I knew it was going to be, it was, um, uh, you know, the Canadian version of the Australia. And then it was fun. And then I knew it was fun. And I was excited to be a part of it. Because, I mean, again, I'm just, you know, I, I, I don't love, I don't love comedy competitions where it's like, who do you think is funnier? Because yeah. that's, that's hard to you know what I mean? That's, that's, no one, everyone's funny. You know what I mean? Everyone finds something funny, but uh, something different funny, excuse me. But when it's like making other comedians laugh, you're like, oh, this is just going to be easy fun. It was, it was, it was just such a, just a lovely, a very good gig. Do you know what I mean? Just a really yep. good gig. A lot of fun, super easy, no real rules and just, yeah, just fun with friends. You know, you can, it's kind of hard to compare too. like those other shows, like a, a sketch person to a stand up to, yeah. you know, somebody like Colin Mockery, totally. who's such a physical comedian oh. to Tom Green, who does his exactly. own thing. You know, I don't even know yeah. what category Tom own Green own. is his own unique thing. Like, then, uh, he doesn't. He has no category. He is yep. category list. He just does everything. <laughs> but then you, know, then you have someone like Mae Martin, who is a yep. brilliant but dry performer. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's very, it's very everyone's very, very different. So it's like even, you know, trying to choose, you know, a, a winner of that is, is hard because, you know, what different things make other people laugh. And that's why um, I think, you know, they put such, like if they would have put just a group of stand-up comedians, it would have been a different competition. But mm-hmm. then, you know, you had your, you know, your Dave Foley's and your John LaJoy's, like all of those, like it's a little different. They kind of, they, and they, they were very smart and very, you know, um, purposeful in choosing, you know, the uh, sort of the range of comedy. So it made it interesting, you know. And there was a couple folks that I'd never met before, which also makes it fun too. Because then I'm just like, I don't know what I'm up against here. Right. And you you literally didn't know what you were up against because you had no idea who was walking into that room next, yeah. right? We, we, had, we had no idea who was what, which I think also makes it fun. Because then it makes it fun for the crowd watching. And it's also, well, personally, I think it's fun because um, we didn't have to... Uh, um, like I what did I didn't have any chance to get nervous, right? Mm-hmm. So there's not like, oh God, who am I going to be up again? So that all of that like it took a, took away a lot of sort of the, the nerves of it, and then it also you know it made it realistic in all of us being surprised and you know realizing you know what we were doing and who we were up against, and it was just fun. I just think the element of surprise is, is fun too, you know, for all of us because then it's real, um, you know, real. Uh, responses and real you know the reveal was fun you know every time that buzzer went off and the door opened you're like oh god who's coming back? what happened you know, was, yeah, yeah. you could yeah. see you could see the uh you know it on people's faces in the show like oh my god what what's gonna oh, happen yes, it was yes. it was genuine yes. um I, you know you reality shows and the there there's this manufactured aspect to them that you know some people don't care about but you know somebody like me i'm kind of i'm wise to it sometimes but this show i really felt the authenticity and and everything and especially you know when people when they were introducing the people one by one i was like okay this is this is real you know deborah has no idea that call mockery is walking through that door next um so you must have been absolutely yeah it was also like and and overwhelmed too because you're like oh god you know colin Colin mockery walks in and you're like ah you know he's he's a tough one he's he never stops he's always funny just everything he does is funny i could there are points i'm like i can't even look at colin i can't even look over at colin it's his face just yeah that that must was that your strategy for a little bit is just to yes as some people like i'm just not looking like they yes. i i yes. There was, there was like sort of like an eyes on your own page kind of vibe, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was just like, okay, just don't look up. Because literally, yeah, like I, I 
we started the show and it was like three seconds, cameras on three seconds, and they came over the loudspeaker and they're like, Deborah, Deborah. And I was like, what? what? Like, <laughs> I think they gave me like, like a couple of false starts because I immediately, it wasn't even laughing, it was smiling. We weren't allowed yeah. to smile with our teeth. Like, are you yeah. kidding me? Are you kidding? I have huge teeth. They're always there. And it was just like that kind of stuff. So it was, it was just, it was fun. And I also think it was fun too, because it was nothing mean spirited. You know, I'm not interested in, I'm not interested in um, reality shows where it's like, you know, underhanded and trying mm-hmm. to, you know, screw people over. I'm not interested at all. So it was very joyful. So that was fun too. I uh, I watched episode one, and then when I watched episode two, I decided, yeah. okay, let's see how I how long I can go without yeah. laughing. And I I was yes. like forty seconds. Oh, good yeah, good. forty seconds. Yay! That's, you know that's that, the goal. That's the goal. So that's good. Yeah, no, it, it was funny. You you mentioned you've done other reality shows, of course. Uh, Last comic standing, yeah. um, which you were all yeah, star cast standing. on that one. Done some stuff with mm-hmm. Canadian Idol too. What I really liked about this, and I don't even know if you call this a reality show, it was kind of a mismatch of everything. But what I really like about yeah, Last yeah. One Laughing is um, it wasn't censored. No. As Colin Mockery says, he's he's working blue. Oh, yes, I know. I know. For the, well, for the first time. Because let's be honest, like everything we do, um, you know, obviously is for a network. It's for CBC or it's mm-hmm. for C, you know, and sometimes on CTV when it's late night, you get away with, you know, one, but this was completely uncensored. And that is the way we like it. I think all comics want that. I do for sure. I yeah. for sure do. I want to be able to say whatever, whatever comes to mind. So I think that was nice too. And the fact that it is on prime, you know, that gave us that sort of, um, you know, just that uh, freedom to do that. And that's kind of nice too, because, you know, is it, is it for children? Yeah, but also no. You know what I no. mean? It's like depending on, depending on your children, you know. But it's it's yeah. very nice. So no one to, just because you know when they're censoring, it's like I don't know. I think you're in your head too much when you're like I can't say this, I can't say this. So t- removing that lets everyone just really you know go for it and just have fun and just be actually themselves. So yeah, and Amazon Prime, I mean, video gave you guys yeah. a, a great platform to do that. I want to talk a little bit about your uh, Canadian comedy kind of history and, and where you came from. You grew up, did you, you grew up just outside of London, right? I did. Yeah. I grew up in a little town called Pilsenburg, Ontario. Okay. And that's like Southwestern Ontario. And yeah. And then when I graduated high school, I went right away where I grew up, but Toronto was sort of like where I grew up. I call it my hometown because that's where I grew up in comedy. I started comedy in Toronto and spent the first 14 years of my comedy career in Toronto. So that to me still feels like home. Growing up, did you have like any Canadian comedy people you looked up to or shows you watched any Canadian comedy uh, kind of aspirations? Yeah, it was very much, you know, SCTV. That was a huge part of my youth. And so it was, you know, the Catherine O'Hara's and, you know, um, the uh, Eugene Levy's and, and Andrew Martin and all that, Martin Short, everyone. So that was a really big, that was a really big sort of like, um, a template kind of thing like that we we grew up with and then you know of course it was oh gosh for me it was um definitely Colin Mockery and everyone but it was more in terms of stand-up stand-up didn't kind of come into my um world until until later honestly like I don't think I even watched stand-up until gosh until my late teens you know, so it was, that, that was kind of, it's funny because that's really the only thing I've ever done. And that was sort of the last thing to sort of enter my world. But it was always, you know, it was always SCTV. I mean, my God, we could, me and my, me and my siblings, we could quote some of those 
sketches. You know what I mean? We just, yeah. So that was, that was sort of the big, sort of, uh, the big sort of, uh, uh, I guess I want to say like, the, I want to say breeding ground, but that might be wrong. So that's where it kind of started, you know? I, I've talked to a lot of people on this podcast, Canadian comedians who've been in the States for years, who are yeah. still in Canada. And SCTV is the constant thing mm-hmm. that binds everyone oh. together. Oh, um, legendary and, show. And kids in the hall. And the kids in the hall. Mm-hmm. And yep. of course, kids in the hall. I mean, that is, but I think kids in the hall came a little bit later in my life as well, like properly, like a teenager. But like SCTV was like, you know, when I was a young girl, right? So that was, oh gosh, yeah. So good. So good. You went to Humber College. You joined the program, I think, I the comedy writing program in its first year. Um, it, it was, was. funny because I was in the inaugural year. Yeah. What 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 inspired you to because and you were what would they call it a mature student at the time um, over the age of twenty one. Yes, uh, I was. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. What uh, what what inspired you? Is like that I'm was... I'm going for this brand new program. Nobody had ever there wasn't any results to be shown for for the program, but you decided to to jump right in. Absolutely, that was such a gift because I knew that it was at that point where I knew that I wanted to perform. Um, but I was terrified. I was, you know, I was working at a TV station and it was at the point where all of my friends were like, you should perform. And I was like, I'm scared. So I never, I don't know, like I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to jump into it. And then mm-hmm. I quite literally, I was in the newsroom of this TV station and the press release came through and a girlfriend came over, like dropped it in front of me and was like, there you go. And I applied as I, like on my lunch break, I just did that immediately. It just felt, it felt legit do you know what i mean yeah it, was, it, it, was, just, it just felt like you know me me being able to say to my father you know i'm quitting my job and i'm gonna be a comedian but i'm going to school so it just felt like didn't you know didn't give my father a heart attack and <laughs> and it was really it was really i was really lucky too because ours was like a nine-month program and you got a little bit of everything so it was really like, you think you have doing comedy? What what do you like? And that was it. Like the first time I ever even attempted stand up in any way, shape, or form was in Humber, was in the classrooms of Humber. So And anytime you take one of those types of media programs, it's always a risk. I took radio going to college yeah. and that was something that was yeah. like Oh yeah, yeah. Radio, okay. How many radio DJs do you yes, know? You I know, know what I mean? It's just it just feels so legit though. You're just like, I'm in, yeah. I'm in school. I'm fine. And it was also one of the funnest years of my life too. Like it was like it was basically like LOL every day, five days a week. It was that's what it was. It was just just giggling all the time. So it was a lot of fun. And now so many people have come out of that program. I was just talking to Brandon uh, Ash Mohammed, who's who's also on LOL. Mm-hmm. He's an he's an another yeah. alum from Humber. So it's great to see people coming out of there. So so once you so once you um went to Humber, you did you did the program, you just kinda did you just jump into stand up and was Toronto really the proving ground yeah. for you? Um, before you had you Absolutely. headed to the states, yeah, yeah, it was it was, uh, and the nice thing too about the Humber was like you know making friends in that program, and then it was it started in October, and then we all agreed like a small little group, like a group of eight of us or something, we all agreed that in January we would all start doing we'd start going to the open mics, and that was again another gift because it was never just me by myself, it mm-hmm. was me and like four of my classmates. And that was nice too because, you know, bringer shows, we were brought each other. So it was always like, you know, we were rarely going alone. And then, you know, we were satisfying the, um, you know, the demands of the club or whatever the show was. We we're like, you know, bring four people with you. And we're like, okay, who's up this week? And we would all go and support each other. And so that was, I mean, again, it was very, I had a very cushy beginning. You know what I mean? It was very 
very gentle and I felt very grateful for that because it was, you know, we all kind of sat together and laughed together and, and started, you know, um, on the scene as a little gang of us, you know, so that was lovely. And then it was just, you know, very cliche, but very like the minute I got on a proper stage with a real audience, it was like, home. You know, I'm sorry. Right. I just said that. That's so, it's, it's, so, <laughs> it's so cheesy, but it's true. It was, yeah. it was just really like, ah, this is what I've been looking for. You know what I mean? It was just Mike's laughing crowd. Oh, it was just, it was just that, that moment of like, this is actually what I, I've been looking for. I did a little improv before Humber, but it mm-hmm. just didn't, um, it didn't resonate, you know, and then stand up just was like, that's it. That's it. It's just the thing that I've been waiting for. I think I feel more comfortable behind a mic uh, talking to, you know, hundreds of people rather than <laughs> one-on-one. I one am, person. I'm much, I'm better yeah. Than a, yeah, I am. I am. I'm a little shy. <laughs> Otherwise, yes, yeah, funny. I'm sure I one on one, but a group of a thousand, no problem. You can handle it. Yeah, that's a, that's funny how yeah, how that yeah, works. Sure. That's like me when when I'm you know doing radio. I can who knows how many people are listening to me, right? At, at one point, it's yeah, it's exactly. one of those things. Um, it still feels like you're talking to one though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, also, something I found really interesting. I just love moments like this. Is that you were answering the phones for a TV station, Much Music? Oh yeah. And then you ended up getting oh, yes. the show on yes. video on trial just a few years later. I know that was, it was honestly like I had, I worked at the station for five years and then I left the station to go to Humber. And then within about three years, and that was the beautiful thing too. Cause when video and trial came up, people that I was still friends with, because you know, my, my very best friend I met at um, the station that I worked at, they like, it was literally, I was working at it, answering the phone at an advertising agency, getting coffee, bumped into the producer and she was like yeah, hi and we chatted oh you're doing comedy now how wonderful you know i'm doing this show and it just again fell into place like i had a lot of um like i know i'm funny and i know you know talented but like i had a lot of really lovely like easy sort of like things that sort of fell into place for me and video on trial was one of them that was mm-hmm. just because i knew all the producers and they just like it was sort of like I didn't have to audition or try out. It was just like, and Deborah will be on the show, and and then that was sort of beginning of of everything. Really, that made a huge dent, a very big dent in my career. It's funny. That's a little bit of Canada too, right? You kind of you know people, yeah, and it's just oh, totally. it's a small community. Yeah. It's awesome. That's why that's why I love this country. It's stuff like that. Yeah, because it's like it's like it is. It's sort of like a a small little gang of people that you know you're a little community of of friends. And, you know, when you know, you know, and I think it's also very, very um, dear to a lot of Canadians. I mean, still, the show went off the air in 2013, and that is still the number one thing that people say, I love you on Video One Drive. The shelf life is unbelievable. I had no idea it would last this long. Okay, so I have like a kind of yeah. a bit of a hypothetical Canada comedy question. So say you sure, have been sure. chosen, you have to pick the comedians for season two of LOL, the Canadian comedians. Oh, okay. Who are you who are you throwing okay. in there? You don't have to give me ten, um, but just give me a couple that you would for sure okay. want to throw in that list. John Dore. Oh, that was that uh, was gonna be John the one I sure. named. That's so funny. Oh. That was the first one you right? said. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, I was surprised he wasn't there and I was relieved he wasn't there because I wouldn't have lost I wouldn't have lasted in the first commercial break there's no way um sean cullen um yep. oh, if you could get like a andrea martin or somebody in there that mm-hmm. would be fun mm-hmm. um i think some more maybe like lauren ash 
maybe um, a mark forward. Oh, there's so many. There's so many. But the one that I would love, I mean, I want to say to everyone, like, go up against John Doerr. You know, that's that's what's happening. That would be, uh, I'd love to see that. I look forward to that. I look forward to that. If there's more seasons to come. The idea of having, like, more seasons. There's so much uh, beautiful comedy in Canada. Like, this doesn't need to end. You know what I mean? Speak on John Doerr. I saw your interview with him on Human yeah. Resources. Um, the uh, ideas this guy uh, has for shows, like, I can't imagine is, John me, pitching this he, show. He's a crazy person. I love him so much. He he just every he's still one of those people, and I've known him twenty years. He's still one of those people that sometimes I go, "Is he kidding? Is this real? What are you doing?" Like it's just he's just a he's a brilliant little weirdo. He's just one of my favorites. Yeah, I I need more John Doerr in my life. I need to see more John oh, me Doerr. Too. I can't me get too. Enough of that guy. Everybody does. Yeah, everybody does. So, so what's kind of what's next for 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 Deborah? Are you, you're touring uh, like crazy? Yeah, I see. I'm I'm on tour with my Snowden comedy tour, the boys on the Snowden comedy tour, and I'm so grateful. This is this is my fourth year with them, and that's the the brainchild of Dan Quinn and uh, the two uh, stars regulars are uh, my friend Paul, Paul Meyerhog and Pete Dedlacker, and now me. They brought me in about four years ago, and it is so fun it's such it's again just one of those gigs it's just a dream gig january and february the quietest months for comedy and i always get to go on the road and see uh, right now we're in british columbia and see you know my favorite parts of the country and it's just a gift so i'm right now i'm on until middle of february and then i'm off for a month and then i come back and join again in the middle of march and uh we uh, end things in april and um you know with comedy so hopefully this year is just filled with live comedy you know yeah yeah as as i can i think everybody's mm-hmm. everybody's hoping that right now is is I live think, com- comedy I think everyone is too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah um so once again the show is last one laughing canada it is hilarious it is i don't i don't even know how to describe it part reality show part yeah. stand-up part sketch comedy a little yeah. bit of everything yeah. uh watch Deborah try not to laugh that was that's that's the name of the game and uh it's it's not easy it's just it's a it's a must watch it's a must watch because it's hard to describe so just tune in you won't be disappointed yeah my my favorite try not to laugh moment in the show was uh Kay Trevor um Kay Trevor from Letter Kenny uh when somebody said is he eating his lips right now his lips were sucked into his face (laughs) tried to I think there was a lot of that going on no, he's he's great. Th- thanks a lot, Deborah. I, I really appreciate the time and coming on the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. And and hopefully we can see you um, at the Canadian Comedy Awards and Hall of Fame induction uh, coming so. up now now that life is Absolutely. back to normal. So yeah, oh, I can't wait. I look forward to it. Thank you so much. If you're looking for tickets for the Snowed In Comedy Tour that Deborah is on right now, uh, it's snowedincomedytour.com. Still tickets available, and they have a ton of shows no matter where you are in this country. You're, you'll you only be a short drive away from, from seeing this tour. Uh, they're right across. They're playing right across the country, which, which is super cool. Thanks again to the folks at Amazon for having me last week at their, at their press junket. It was super cool to talk uh, to Brandon and Deborah. Had a, had a great time uh, talking about Last One Laughing and talking about Canadian comedy with them. 
A um, couple more press junkets upcoming with Amazon and lots more to come with the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame. Don't forget the nominees are going to be released really, really shortly. They're working on that list. We had a meeting about it the other day. It's going to be really exciting. That list um, has some real all-stars on it. And you're going to want to make sure that your favorite comedians get into the Hall of Fame. And all you have to do is go to CanadianComedyHall.com, sign up to become a lifetime founding member for just $25. You only have about a week to do that. Um, if you're listening to this when it when it first comes out, February 15th is the deadline. You get tons of cool stuff, and you get to vote on who gets into the Hall of Fame. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you next week for the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. I'm Chad Noonan. Mm-hmm.